Welcome back, everyone, to episode four of the Prince Huda podcast. Happy New Year to all our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Prince Huda, and I am joined by a man who started off the new year pretty strong in the content game, the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Chippy. Coach Chippy, happy new year. How you doing? Prince, happy new year. I don't think we've had a conversation since the new year have we maybe one maybe, maybe one phone call we we did the last episode i was on vacation it was like the saturday before the new year so yeah i think this is the first uh the first interaction if you will of the new year well prince happy new year big dog happy how new was year. your how was the first today. six we days going put, yeah we do hey we didn't even plan that the matching hats today no, we style didn't. and flow beanie team style and flow.com flow, baby we're not thinking too much they're not available right now that's actually Something I got to figure out is getting these beanies um, up on the market. But yeah, happy new year. Six days into the new year. I don't think I left the house for the last two days. I just mentioned I've been making content um, unhealthy. Don't follow what I've been doing because it's not healthy. I don't think I've seen sunlight in 72 hours. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've been really cranking some content. The World Jays were on. And I did ruffle some feathers with some Swedish fans there. Um, I saw that. But, I haven't seen you then, ever get hate that much, but I was like, wow, look at look at the comment section turning on you here a little bit. I But I never had Sweden fans or Sweden viewers before. So I had the whole country tapped in. <laughs> and uh, they weren't too happy with some of the takes I was making. But, I mean, when you're spitting facts, you're going to offend some people, right? So um, I had to... I had to lay back a little bit and then i i sent them some love in my in my latest video i said hey it's okay you can't win at all coach Shippy sent a love to sweden because it is tough when your favorite team loses or when your nation loses and you're on home soil and you haven't you haven't won a gold medal in how long i don't even know when the last okay. one they so i can just i can just feel empathy for them because yeah, it's a difficult time. I mean, for Canada, we got bounced in the quarters. I feel like it's almost easier to get bounced in the quarters just because it's less devastating. Like, you weren't even close to a medal. Whereas, like, when you're, like, in the gold medal game and then you don't win it, it's like, man, like, we don't even really care about this silver medal because you'd rather win a bronze because you're actually winning the bronze versus losing the gold. Like, that's tough stuff. Yeah, so but, yeah, like- that was that was my week. It feels like a consolation prize, right? Because it's a, it's a, you didn't win, but here's your award. I, I saw the clip that was making the rounds on Twitter the other day. It was the last time Sweden won silver. A player got the medal. They put it on him. He took it off. He threw it into the crowd. A guy did that at this one, too. He gets oh. the medal. He goes, nah, I'm not feeling this silver. Tosses it into the crowd. I feel like you're going to be rethinking that maybe a couple days from now. You're like, man, I wish I had that silver. I bet you they gave it back to him. Like... But, I don't know if I'm that fan. I'm going straight to eBay, and I'm like, silver medal. You saw him throw no, it into the they crowd. Probably, the one. They probably make that. it so like they can't escape the building with it. Like They're probably like, no, nah, you got to give that back. Like A security guard probably went in there. Like That is tough stuff, though. Like That just shows the emotion. Like What are your thoughts on that? Like Is this guy got heavy compete? Is that a sore loser moment? Yeah, I, I, I think it's it. like... It's in the moment. It's sore loser. You know, remember we talked about a few weeks ago, the Patrick Mahomes complaining after the game. Like in the heat of the moment, these guys have put so much of their their mind and their bodies into this. So to not come up with the result they want, 
in the moment, yeah, screw it. I don't want this. But I'm sure as he got off the ice, talked about it with his teammates, unwinded, he's probably like, I, I kind of need that medal back. Because it is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, a silver yeah. medal, that's still number two out of, I'm not sure how many teams, but like number two, like that's pretty impressive at the world stage. Yeah, it's tough stuff. Like at the end of the day, like throwing it, it's just like a crybaby move. Like I would, like, it's just a tough look. Like I wouldn't want to be going viral online for getting a medal and toss. Like it just shows like, man, have some emotional intelligence here and some emotional awareness to just like breathe. It's not the end of the world. It does show a lot of compete. Like, I don't know if like an NHL team's look, if an NHL team's looking at that, is this guy a hothead? Like, can we not take this guy? Is this guy psycho? Is he tossing this silver medal up and he has no emotional control? Like, you know what I mean? So that could be a tough look for NHL teams or if he's on an NHL team already, I think he might be, um, might be a tough look like just from a like what's it called emotional personality personality like if you're like trying to pick a guy on your team like are you picking that guy that just does that or are you picking the other guy that like took the loss is learning from it but again it is in the heat of the moment so you do some irrational things when you're reacting with emotion so i'm not judging them but teams nhl teams might you know what i mean coach chippy's out here i accept everybody but these nhl teams you know they're giving you a 10 million dollar contract you know they're going to want you to behave in a certain way so who knows what that situation's gonna unveil yeah i'm imagining like after the game he's probably like well shit i shouldn't have done that let me go get it back and even like you think about the people responding to your video with hate like it's all in the moment, right? They're just emotions yeah, are riled up. Yeah. Like they probably don't mean that, or maybe they do. I feel bad. You know what I mean? It's, it did. You were. Well, were you a little bad. salty like, that Canada? No, be honest. Were no, you no. a little salty that Canada lost there? Bro, I didn't care. Like I mean, for me, it was like I'm trying to take an angle that's like like funny, right? So like I had forgotten about the Canada loss. Like right after, I was I was cheesed at the very beginning, like right when we lost. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, oh man, like I wanted to make content for the Canada team. And then I kind of was like, nah, like I can make content about them losing. I can now make a video about Bedard. I was like, oh, okay, like this is like for me, it's about the content. Like I love making good content. So when Canada's out, less people are going to watch the world juniors. But that wasn't the case. My best videos were when Canada got bounced and I was doing the Team USA videos. And uh, I was yeah, messaging people all the love team. to hate on Canada, though, right? Everyone loves dunking on Canada, whether <laughs> yeah, it's well, sports, politics, movies, like anything. People, no, love. especially with hockey, because we're always bragging, though, and we're always winning. It's always we always play the World Juniors on our home soil. So, like the the refing, like I was going after refing pretty hard. So I think I mean it was terrible, meeting, though. Like that was it was, well just like it wasn't not was like terrible. Was that homer? Like I wasn't being a homer. Like, I was like just calling out all of it in every game. Like there were calls that were just absolutely absurd. And the they were all Sweden going towards Sweden's way. Crazy. Yeah, well, Sweden. I, in so the I was watching that. Though. I was I was watching that on the beach, like on my phone, and like that hit on back. Five minute major. They review it for twenty minutes. Oh no, penalty! Like what? Ha- what happened in that headset that they're standing there? Like yeah, it's actually not a penalty. Like that. Like, I've never seen that before. That one wasn't like that one was like a may or may not have been a penalty. Like I see. Like I think it could have been a boarding. Like he did turn that one. That one was questionable, but the the poke, if, if you watch the quarterfinals, I think it was Sweden versus, uh, who was Sweden playing? Swiss? It That's was the last, right, minute, yeah. last minute 30 of the game, 
And this guy, it's like a scrum in front. This guy kind of just gives him a little like stick poke, like don't come near my goalie. Like, you know what I mean? It's a minute 30 left in a tie, el- tied elimination game. And Stripes calls a five minute major for like a poke after the last five minutes of not calling anything. Like there were guys were slashing, cross-checking. You didn't call any of that, but you called a little, a little, little poke. And then I'm like, oh, this is going to make for like a funny video. Like I can now um, try to get in the mind of this referee that's absolutely lost their mind and calls a five minute and then calls it ends up receding it to a two. But you're given a Sweden team, a, a power play in the last minute 30 of a, a game going into overtime. And then you call another penalty on Switzerland in overtime, like overtime, like you have to like be extremely violent in overtime for a penalty to be called. Like it has to be so blatant and so obvious. Like the whistle needs to be away. Like you could pretty much get away with anything in overtime. In my opinion, that's how it should be. But they end up calling a little hook on the Switzerland team. And then next thing you know, they're scoring a power play goal in overtime to advance to the the semifinals. Like I thought that was like two power plays in the last minute of the game. Like, are you kidding me? I was a little bit disappointed in that kind of ref thing. And then the Sweden fans didn't like that. Actually, oh, it's been, you know what I mean? Well, they're winning. And they're like, oh, like this guy's salty that we just, that Canada got bounced. So, yeah, that was pretty funny. I, but you. I was I was going through the comment section a little bit like, oh, okay. Like, this isn't good. Okay, so entire- did it get to you a little bit or was it like, ah, whatever? The comments did because everyone's calling me salty. And I'm like, nah, like, I don't even care. Like, oh. I'm out here like, just making funny content and everyone's like, Oh, this guy's yeah. so like, I'm like, okay guys, like relax. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. Cause I, so like, that's funny because the rep series that I've done with the NFL where it's like, I'll do skits or react to like bad calls. And then the angle I take is always the reason the call was bad because it's all rigged and the ref has money on the <laughs> team that he made the call in favor of. Right. And like, it's comedy, right? Anyone that watches comedy. with a sensible eye is like, Oh, like, it's a funny way of, of poking fun at a situation, right? But yes. then there's people that are like, you absolute buffoon. You're clearly uh, taking glasses off. You're ridiculous. Like, I get a lot of like, because that doesn't really get to me because I know it's a joke. But like, sometimes these people that get so mad about like jokes, like, so remember the video of the referee that fell and Lamar Jackson tripped over him, right? So I did yeah. a video, oh, the ref dove on purpose so Lamar Jackson could trip and get the same, right? Obviously, it's a joke. But man, I had never seen more hate on a video than that one. People were like, you're delusional. What are you talking about? And it's just like, guys, like, it's humor. Like, let's laugh yeah. at ourselves. No, it goes over heads for sure. Me, and then people accuse me of being fans of the teams that I'm making the jokes of. Yeah, and it, it cheeses you. you re- it's ridiculous. <laughs> you want to respond to every comment, but like, you can't because then they're winning. Because when you respond, you're, they're winning. And then yeah. that was like me, bro. There's like 800 comments on like, couple of those videos like 800 comments like everyone just like all these sweden all these sweden fans are just like commenting i was like holy crap like and then i kind of wanted them to win so i could make like a video maybe get it on their good side but then they got bounced again in the in the medal rounds or in the gold medal game and i was like man that's tough like that video that video went crazy though overnight it's they like, all like, are because i i didn't think anyone like we talked about this. I didn't think anyone outside of Canada watched world juniors, but it's clearly like, even if they don't watch the games, they're following it on a level of social media because I'm sure there's more people watching your videos than there are watching these games. So that's what I do. The cuts of the comments are saying, 
probably saying for that. sure they're like oh like i wouldn't even i don't even watch the world juniors like i would just watch your videos like i don't even watch hockey like you just keep me up to date so there's a lot of people yeah i see commenting that are like yeah like i just watch your videos i don't even really watch hockey or thank you for wow. introducing me to hockey um and yeah i was going through last night i was kind of reading some comments you, you try not to get lost in there but for the most part the comments are pretty positive so it kind of reinforces like what you're doing um and then obviously the negative ones you kind of just got to brush off and sometimes i delete them if they're like <laughs> super bad i'm like ah, i don't need to see that in my comment section like let me delete that because you could control your comment section too like that's what's crazy about like you could just yeah. delete all, the, all the bad comments you can it's it's pretty joke so like when you see a comment section you don't even know if it's a, that's the true comments section well sometimes it's, it's like it'll say hidden by instagram or hidden by tiktok and yeah, then they'll be like hidden oh, by instagram crap i don't like that because they'll accuse me of hiding their comments it's like no like i didn't hide it the, the social media platform hid it in fact i invite it like i want to see it the only comments that i yeah, I, I unhide everything racism. only racism like if i get racist comments that's what i'm like all right i don't need this like i don't want yeah. people to see that kind of stuff so that's the only yeah. time i'll delete comments but if you're hating like sometimes i'll get back and like one guy told me th the other day touch grass and i found that hilarious so <laughs> touch sometimes grass. they do make me laugh yeah, touch, touch grass. grass what's that mean like I, it's like the it was like a twitter thing where like people that sit inside all day on their phone oh. like they don't go outside so it's like dude, that, dude i would actually be offended by that because i'd be like yo there's a couple comments where i'm like Yo, like this guy's this guy doesn't have a life, man. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, low key, I don't, dude. Like, low key, I spent ten hours making TikToks yesterday and didn't have a human interaction and didn't leave the house. So I'm like, yo, some of those hit home, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> so you should touch grass. Like that applies. I you should yeah. touch grass. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I need to touch grass because I don't think I've touched grass in the last like two weeks with this World Juniors on. Like, it's been. <laughs> wake up watch three games of hockey report on all of them and then leave the house at like 10 30 to go to the gym come back yeah. have a have a burrito and then scroll on my phone and look at all the comments on my videos and then go to bed that's true <laughs> if you want to know what's actually been happening yeah there's 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 my life right there in a nutshell last two weeks pulling back the curtain well honestly like it's funny because that was it for you. For me, the next two weeks, or at least weekends, is going to be like that for me. NFL, wild card, divisional, conference, playoff, Super Bowl. Like This is the peak of the year for football fans and football content because every playoff game, there's like one or two bad calls that are just always game-defining, always ridiculous. So I'm going to be watching from the lens of a fan, but also from the lens of a content side of things and even take that same approach of just watching every game and refusing to touch grass. Yeah, you have to, dude. Like, and that's like what I realized with this World Juniors. It's like when there's attention on something, like it's really good for content creation. It's really good if you can come up with a creative outlook because it gives it it gives the fans an outlet to express themselves. That's really what I was doing with these videos. Was people wanted me to post so they could talk about the thing that they just watched and they can express how they feel about it. And that's why it gets so heated in the comments because everyone's out there expressing their opinion, which I think is important. Like everyone wants to feel understood. I don't comment on people's like videos. Like that's not something I do. Like um, I use like my videos as a form of my expression. So it's like funny seeing people just take these comments so seriously because I'm like, Oh, it's like an online platform. But then you fail to realize these are actual human beings that are like behind their screens. Like, and like my goal isn't to like get someone angry 
with my video. Like that's not what I really wanted to do. So I actually wrote my journal after that. I was like, yo, it's not really fun making videos that make other people get angry. Like, that's not really what I want to do. So, um, but it is tough when you're reporting on a hockey game where one team is won and one team is lost and it's going to be difficult to, but I try to maybe, m- maybe make them see, okay, don't take it so serious. Like relax. It's just a game. You know what I mean? So like, there's also that angle as a comedian that's like, can I make you laugh even if your team's losing? Yeah, I guess it's hard to control. Like, you can't control how people are going to react to your videos. You can obviously put the your spin on it, and people, you know, your fans know who you are and how you approach these videos. But to someone that's never seen a video of yours before, like, what, what is this? What is this bozo talking about? I don't like yeah. this. So I'm going <laughs> to type it out because they maybe never have seen you before, and so they're like, what? What is this guy? What is this thing? So. Yeah, I guess that just happens with the more exposure, right? As much as yeah. you get love, you get hate. But yeah, sometimes the hate is fun. I I'll only respond to hate comments if I think I can ratio them. So if I'm ever gonna ratio someone, so one guy, I remember he he said something somewhat mean, and then his his profile picture was him flexing his bicep, and I just responded, "My bicep's bigger than yours," and I ratioed him, and I was like, "That's the kind of hate I like responding to because it's just funny." Yeah, I like like when your comment gets more likes than theirs. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a yeah. Twitter. Oh yeah, it's race. nice. Yeah, it it's is nice fun ratio. It's nice when you get back at someone and your comments like got way more likes than theirs, and then you're like, "Yeah, yeah. buddy, like take a seat, take a step." You never back. hear from them again. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty jokes, but like, yeah, for the most well, for the most part, as a creator, I feel like you shouldn't be in your in your comment section a lot, but I feel like it's inevitable because you want to see how people are responding to the video you made. But it is jokes when people are just so heated and the, there's like I'll, yeah. I'll look through sometimes and there'll be like 14 replies and people are like writing full paragraphs like completely going at it with each other in the in my comment section about a matthews 30 goal season or something like that and it's like holy how did you guys end up arguing down here like how did we end up here it's actually insane those are the people that need to touch grass not us they need to touch grass. yeah exactly and that's what i feel like saying but then i feel bad like Oh, like I was like, you're I, like, people are like, oh, we're living rent free in your head. And I'm like, you guys are living rent free in my comment section. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that, I guess, because of your platform, but like, that is I hilarious. Like, one day you just go, you know, oh, you did. <laughs> it was probably a ratio, too. Well, then sometimes, oh, like, God. sometimes I'll comment on my own p- a video, but then, like, people don't see it. It's like weird. How c- I don't think you can pin TikToks. T- TikTok no, you can't, you can't pin those. So, lying, bro. I feel you. I'm guessing you don't That's get a so lot of annoying. racist stuff. No, I don't. No, my most of my stuff is like first, first, second, third, fourth. Holy, yeah, this was fast. Holy, I was quick. Here before viral. <laughs> he got some right the down. They're like bots. Oh, that's jokes. Chippy's the goat. I mean, <laughs> Chippy's the goat. I see that one a lot. Does the goat respond? Does the goat respond? I love my it. favorite. Is- I love it. Now that people know that we're connected, I'll get DMs. Yo, can you tell Chip to follow me back? Can you tell Chip to respond? No way. Like, bro, like, what about me? What about a prince respond? What about breaking news as we are recording? Connor Bedard, broken jaw, out four to six no weeks. No way, dude. Resident Bedsy expert, Coach Chippy. I saw the hit yesterday. It looked pretty bad. You just didn't want him to be pulled out of All-Star Weekend without being that close. But, man, immediate thoughts. Bedsy's out for... Almost two months. I saw the hit. I think it was just a unlucky placement of like his forearm to the jaw. 
I don't think it was intentional. Um, you hate to see that, especially in his rookie year. He's been close to a point per game. He's starting to come into his own, start, starting to like get comfortable. Um, I think he's going to make a quick comeback. I actually think it might be actually good for him to have a couple couple nights off to kind of reflect on kind of where he's at. It was such a hectic beginning to the season with how they started with the media on him. So I think oh, yeah. it actually might be a blessing in disguise. I know him getting hurt isn't great, but it might actually allow him to reset mentally and um, take another step forward with his uh, with his game. So hopefully he can come back quick and he can take this time to kind of just clear his mind, reflect, and come in um, for the second half of the season with a more clear headspace. It's a great, it's a great analysis. You won't see that on TV. People. People go right away, was the hit dirty? Was the hit clean? Whereas you just said, you know what? Hit the hit, whatever it is, what it is. Bedsy will come back stronger. So He's going to come back. He's going to come back. And he's, yeah, he'll come back. He's, what, 18, 17? He's 18, and he, I think it's a yeah. fractured jaw. I think it's. He'll be fine. I think he could probably still play. I don't know how that works if you just have a bubble on. I think you can still play. Um, you can still practice. You can still. Uh, I guess why risk like it keep, with his team not like, being in a playoff position, though? No, but like he can still like, practice. Right. I mean. Yeah, like he could still stay, stay on the ice and keep his legs like um, going, but obviously, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't want to utilize him if you're the Chicago in a game right now, because you are rebuilding your teams out of a playoff spot and let him heal up, let him recover, and exactly let him watch some of the games from the stands, and you might learn something. You might learn something about how these other teams are playing. You can learn just watching the game. You know what I mean? He studies the game, so I'm sure he'll be using his time very wisely, even when he is out. It's fair. And I think uh, probably the biggest loser is Blackhawks uh, season ticket holders or United Center trying to sell tickets to games because, I mean, we went to United Center for a Bulls game. That is a fun place to watch a game. We saw a Bulls game, not a Blackhawks game, but I'd imagine you're not selling many tickets when your team's playing like that and the star player is out for six weeks. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a blow for the economy of the Chicago ticket sales, but I'm sure they sold, I think they sold out their season tickets beginning of the season before it even right when he got drafted or something like that. So um, I'm pretty sure they're going to be pretty good for the coming years. They they got, they might have Macklin Celebrini coming to the Blackhawks. Like it's actually insane. They're going to be nasty. So it's going to take a while though. It's going to take years. It's probably going to take years to rebuild that team. They're probably going to try to do it quicker, but I could see it taking a while. Like it's difficult to build a playoff team and then a Stanley Cup contender is it an even different beast. So um, we're seeing that a little bit with the Leafs. Um, oh god! I think we need to make some moves. I don't know what needs to happen, but uh, Matthew defense. just keeps scoring at a high rate. Defense, defense yeah, please, it's defense, isn't it? Please. Isn't it? Prince? It's the defense. I just I watch these games and it's just like when you know when they do the starting. Like here's your top forwards you're like wow like nobody in the league can compete with these forwards and then they go to the defense and it's like okay probably every team in the league can compete with these defense and then the goalies of you know whatever that situation is is a mess right now i just marty jones though are you panicking marty, marty jones, jones nice, almost had back-to-back shutouts he had like eight periods without getting scored on what do you do with him when wall comes back is he starting is he in there till he he fails and loses his job what do you do with them apparently there's another guy coming up from the ahl that's like six foot seven or something like that so okay he was maybe supposed to start against the ducks but i think we needed that win like we need these wins like we're not locked in 
to a playoff position right now. Like we're competing heavily with um, some other teams. So I think we might start this new guy. I'm just making this up right now. I don't know. Tonight, Saturday. Do you know his name? Yeah. Are we just, are we just San Jose Sharks are last place team in the league. They're, they're probably going to start this new guy. I have no idea. I haven't done my, I haven't done my research, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, the Leafs we'll are looking. By the time this comes out Monday, so by Monday this guy may already have a shutout under his belt, or he may have gotten blown out by the Sharks. You know, we don't we don't know. Yeah, we actually don't know. That's very true. We're gonna have to reconvene on that on Monday when we're watching the episode. Well, speaking of stuff you watched this week, did you see the Jersey Jerry from Barstool oh, hole in one stream? Thirty six hours. This guy Go. stood in front of a golf simulator. To hit a hole in one, and he finally did it. What a legend, dude! What a legend! Like that's such good content. <laughs> he's hilarious too. Like I, I oh, watched him play against Portnoy in their little betting match, and it was just jokes. Like they always get such good talent to, like these characters that they develop, and yeah, Jersey, Jersey, what was it Jersey Jerry? Jersey Jerry. Yeah, so he's a big football one. guy, so his content is yeah. always like big. But like I think this was the first time he broke into that, you know, next level. I remember was watching it in the morning. So the night he started, the morning after I was watching it, he was at like forty thousand subscribers on YouTube. And by the end of the stream, he was out 110. Yeah, that's nuts. Crazy. Um he got all the Tom Brady had uh goats. Taylor made. Yeah. He had the goats Lived reaching out to everywhere. him, man. It was insane. What's, I saw a tweet, it was 15 minutes after Tom Brady said you got this, he hit it. So maybe it was Brady's blessing. Man, yeah, Brady Brady does have some spiritual power in the spiritual realm. So maybe that's definitely a big guy to have on your side because he, he does know how to win. He does know how to get it done. So there's definitely some sort of energy he has that's um, allowing outcomes to occur in his favor. I think another reason it blew up so much is because whether you speak English or not, or you know who Jerry is, or you know what Barstool is, it's so universally watchable. Oh, can this yes. guy hit a hole in one? Okay, let's watch it, you know, for an hour or just have it on in the background. Like people, the stream numbers congruently kept getting bigger, or concurrently, sorry, concurrently getting bigger because everyone's invested so much time in this. They're sitting there like, I don't want to miss it when he hits it. I'm going to keep watching. And I was one of those people. I was like, I don't want to miss it when he hits it. And then unfortunately, when I wasn't watching, he hit it. Yeah, that's actually gold content. How many people are watching? Like 100,000? Uh, yeah, I think I think when he hit it, it was like un- just under 100,000, which is nuts considering he had less than that in subscribers the day before. Yeah, but the Barstool Beast behind him, it's um, definitely... They're really good at giving their talent platforms and kind of growing with them. I think their goal is really to like get them to go off and do their own thing, really, isn't it? Like they're kind of just like a a platform that brings on talent and their goal is to obviously keep them around, but like to make them into superstars, right? Yeah, they want their talent to succeed because they're always waving the barstool flag. You think about Big Cat, Frank the Tank. PFT, like Jersey Jerry, like these are guys in content that you're right. They could probably do their own thing and be massive, but because they're all under that bar stool umbrella and they do content together, it makes it even more electric. But like Caller Daddy, like I know there's like some other big, big people that started on Barstool that just turned into like superstars. Like 
there's some big big names i don't i remember watching i was watching a video a month ago or something i forget who the names were but like some big big names started on barstool i know mcafee was on there for a bit and he blew up caller daddy i'm gonna be honest i don't know too much about but they're huge dude i know they're like huge. they were they were huge and it was the one girl left or they were doing a contract they got too big for barstool and they wanted too much money and then i think i'm not a hundred percent sure in the story but like beef between the two girls that were doing it it was like sophia and alexandra yeah, and they were both <laughs> like. Sure, I don't know. I've I've definitely know a little bit about it, but I guess the one Alexander took the puck or the the caller daddy, and then Sophia did her own thing, and then one of them left millions behind because they didn't sign wow. the right deal. Yeah, I I it was pretty intense, but like they got so big, like they were huge. Like, yeah, you gotta look into that story. I will, and I think. I probably will. I just I think Barstool is it's it's insane. Like, think about their reach, right? They got spitting chicklets with hockey. They got Pat Beverly's podcast with basketball. They got Frank the Tank with baseball. They got Big Cat, like all these guys. They cover every sport. They cover entertainment. They cover fashion. They cover conspiracy theories. Like they literally have every section of the internet and fans tuned into their content because they have such a wide variety of creators and a wide variety of content niches that they're operating in. Yeah. It's a beast of a media company for sure. Like definitely have done some really cool things. And I think you can learn a lot from them and what they've accomplished. And like Davey started, was it 2005, four? Something like that. He was doing like betting picks in a newspaper and now look at him. Yeah. Like what a savage. I love it. Well, salute. We're to starting our own media sure. company right now. <laughs> I don't want to spill too much of the beads here, but the blueprint is definitely out there. That's for sure. He's got to. He's got to want it. He's got to figure it out. He's got to mm. stay consistent and uh, set some goals. I love it. We were talking a little bit off camera about some wrestling. I did want to ask you: Did you see The Rock come back to WWE this week? The Rock. You see how big is he's he back? Look. Yeah, he came out on Monday Night Raw. This. Guy was huge. Like, The Rock's 51 years old, and he looks like he's bigger than he was at 30. I just I don't understand how that guy or how any human is that big. It's absurd. The Jews? Is he on the Jews? Well, probably, but, like, he says he doesn't do that stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Why would he lie? I don't know. I don't even know what he looks like. I did not see any of the footage, but... The juice machine was back, eh? Yeah, I'll send you a picture after, but like this guy, I mean, obviously there's something he's doing differently than the rest of us human beings because I don't think anyone can eat as much as he does and work out as much as he does and look like that. Yeah, like, you definitely have to work out a lot, but like... But how yeah, much? Like, it's, It feels like, doesn't your body at one point say, yo, you're not going to be the rock, man. Chill out. Well, then you're putting these supplements in your body that are giving you a little extra energy, a little extra mass i don't even know how it works but yeah i think i think the juice might um turn you into a beast so that's fair but don't that's take fair. the juice well, kids no one take the juice you don't need the juice oh natural is the way to be oh natural unless you want to look like the rock then you probably need nah, to. Oh, you don't want to look like the rock 
I don't know. I mean, you want to look like Coach Chip. Solid figure. (laughs) Solid figure. Just a solid figure. Just built. No sunlight. No grass touching in this house. No grass touching. No, I I definitely need to get out there and uh, buzz around the gym today for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. This shit inspires me, man. I mean, this guy's huge. He came back. He challenged the universal champion, Roman Reigns, without saying it. So looks like he's coming back to the ring, which would be insane. You know, he was the biggest guy for so many years. Then he fought uh, John Cena. Then he left, and now he's coming back. I mean, as a fan, I'm excited. And I think that's something, even though you're not in the wrestling bubble, something you would probably be interested in seeing. I did see the John Cena footage of him calling out The Rock for writing his script on his hand or something like that. Was that like real beef? Yeah. Yeah, that was real. Like The Rock came back and he had like notes on his wrist of what he had to say. And Cena saw it and didn't tell anyone. And so then on air without telling The Rock, he's like, I don't need to write my notes on my wrist like you do. And everyone was like, what? What does that mean? And then The Rock was pissed. Like that's when it's like was there ever- everyone knows it's predetermined, but like when you have the real stuff sprinkled in there, that's when it's at its peak. So what happened after that? Well, they they fought, like they had their match, and The Who Rock won? won. So they did two. The first one, The Rock won, and then the next year they did the rematch, and Cena won. So it was like a two year story, basically. Do 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 do. do, do. But then afterwards, Cena apologized to him and said, look, like I only did all that stuff to get you more invested and ultimately for us to sell more pay-per-views, right? So he had the business aspect in mind. He wasn't, he was bashing The Rock, but there was always that end goal of let's make this as big as possible. They were looking at the money. They're looking at the greenbacks, were they? Yeah, of course. You know, talk about guys who know how to sell fights. Look at McGregor. Do you see he announced his next fight? Michael Chandler at 185. I'm excited. Yeah, 185. Is that going to be too heavy for Chandler? I think so. I mean, it seems too heavy for neither of them have ever fought at that weight. McGregor, yeah, both of them the are only thing be like no here, oxygen. Yeah, it's going to be a quick fight. Take the under on that one. You think it was just weird because like McGregor tweeted, he put out a video on Twitter announcing the fight, but Dana never confirmed it. The UFC never confirmed it. We didn't see that graphic of like the. This is when it is. This is the card. This yeah. is the fight. This is the weight. Nothing. So is Connor just trolling? Because like Connor's notorious for trolling on Twitter. Is this a real fight? I don't even know. Yeah, I guess. I, if they haven't posted about it, Dana hasn't said anything. It's definitely not a real fight, right? No. No, it can't be. But I mean, why would it be fake? Like maybe putting know, pressure. If it was fake. Wouldn't they come out and say, "Hey, this isn't real," versus ignoring it? They could have said, like, put pressure on Dana. It's like everyone knows we're fighting. Like, or maybe it, it's a marketing dude. It's all marketing. He's on. He's on Twitter marketing like a marketing machine. He's trying to yeah, he gets ruffle some feathers, get some people to talk. Maybe trying to trying to sell some more proper twelve right now. Get some little get a little engagement at the new year. He's like, ah, let me get back. Let me get back to being in in the in the limelight real quick for twenty twenty four. Proper twelve. So who, who knows? Yeah, I mean it's working. Proper twelve. It, ironically, he it. was drinking wine when he announced it, not proper 12. So you would think, right? Slamming proper 12 as he announced Interesting. It, so. Maybe he has a wine company coming out we don't know about. 
That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's a businessman, right? That guy was, you know, bottom, you know, poor, living out of his gym, worked his way up to the top of the UFC, left the UFC, fought Floyd Mayweather, became one of the biggest stars in the world, whether you're a fan of UFC or not. Everyone knew Conor McGregor, came back, didn't look great in the comeback. So, you know, this is comeback number two. So it's probably his last run, maybe even his last fight ever. So I think this pay-per-view is going to do incredible, whether it's at 185 or not. I don't think it even matters who Connor's fighting. That pay-per-view is going to sell. And as a fan of Connor's, not necessarily outside the cage, but inside, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I, am, I am too. I think... Uh, I hope he wins because then it's like, when's the next fight? Because if he loses, it'll probably be the retirement. He's doing movies. He'll do coaching, whatever. But if he wins, then all of a sudden, is Conor McGregor going to work his way back into the rankings? Can he win a title? Like, There's so much intrigue here that really makes me curious. One, if the fight's going to happen. And two, when it does. If and when it does, what's next for the Notorious One? Is the Notorious One going to bounce his head off the canvas? I mean, Chandler's a beast. If you see his training videos, he trains like a machine. And Connor, we don't see him training. We see him on a yacht, drinking wine, you know, smoking cigars. So I, it, it's really, again, he's that's what he's putting on social media. Maybe he's being a nightmare in the gym. But Chandler's putting all his training online, and that guy is a machine. So it'll be close, but heart says Connor, brain says Chandler. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you don't want to put all your training online. I feel like that could be like yeah. a little disadvantage because, I mean, you probably don't put your best stuff on there, but yeah, Connor not having any training footage is like, you don't know what this guy's doing. You're like, oh, like you, you overlook him and behind the scenes, he's becoming a black belt in jiu-jitsu and he's, you know what I mean? He's figuring out how to pick Chandler apart, but yeah, that's always interesting because now more and more people are trying to like get their footage out for their YouTube channels. They're trying to show their training, and mm-hmm. obviously these other camps are going to be studying what they're seeing. But I mean, you can be deceptive and you know give them some 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 crappy hooks so they think that you're a little more sloppy than you are. But yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in the UFC this year. It's always fun throwing a big card on and and watching some guys fight to the fight to the near death <laughs> it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a tough watch i was watching the old gsp verse it was the one in the roger center in toronto when he was fighting to keep his uh belt at welterweight or whatever was it cost check was that who he fought was it cost check yeah uh, it was it was the guy that was really good at jiu-jitsu okay what what, what remind me what roger happened well, GSP ended up winning, but his eye got poked, and then you couldn't see out of his eye. It was eye. Jake Shields. I just discovered it was Jake Shields. Shields. There it is. That was Shields. Yeah, it was Shields. And it was just cool seeing the whole Toronto crowd going crazy. Like, it'd be nice to have a Canadian that was the top of a division. I think we're on the way. There's a guy, Mike Malo, who he's on the upcoming Toronto card. He was just on the Vancouver card. He had a crazy knockout. Like, I think he was doing some stuff with the Nelk boys. Like, I think people are trying to, like, he's obviously not on the skill level of GSP, but that's not to say he can't get there. But I think the UFC is trying to start 
you know, marketing some new Canadian fighters so that when they do come to Canada, these guys are, you know, front and center on these cards. Yeah, that would, would be really cool to see some GSP like up and coming Canadian that's just dismantling a division for five years. Yeah, I mean, like the, the headliner of UFC in Toronto is Sean Strickland. Like, who the hell saw that coming? Did you see him on the Theo Vaughn podcast? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. He just comes across as such a phony hypocrite, personally, because like he goes out there and he attacks everyone. He went after Ian Gary and his wife. And then the minute people turn the tables and start, oh, you can't joke about that. That's not funny. Like, I just, if you can't take it, but you can dish it, that comes across as super lame to me. Yeah, it was the it was no he's talking about his like childhood trauma. Yeah. He had, but he yeah. pokes he pokes uh, at other people's insecurities, so I just find it interesting that when people poke at his it's too far. I think that could be just because he has so much to deal with. That's kind of how you reflect or you uh you start because you've been hurt so much that you start hurting like hurt people hurt people type thing. So mm-hmm. maybe that's his way of coping with it, but yeah, that was an interesting. I didn't really watch the whole podcast. I just watched that segment thanks to TikTok, and it takes the four-hour-long podcast and gives me a nice minute thirty snippet of it. Um, so I just watched a couple snippets, but that was interesting, just because yeah, he was pretty vulnerable on that one. And Theo Vaughn ended up crying too. It was like an emotional, emotional episode for sure, or moment in the episode. It was like Theo Vaughn wasn't ever- cracking jokes. He he tried and Sean's I saw he started crying. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I can't do it. He tried his did his deal on there. Theo Vaughn. Did you see though what, what Sean Strickland did to Ian Gary? Did you hear about that stuff? No. So Sean Strickland went out and said that Ian Gary, who's a UFC fighter, his wife made a book before she met Ian Gary, how to become the uh a wife of a a girlfriend of an athlete, like how to basically work your way up to be the wife of a professional athlete to kind of, you know, dive into his clout, share it kind of thing, take that money. But she wrote that before they started uh, dating. And she's also like 10 years older than him. So Strickland was like, your wife's a predator, your wife's a gold digger. Like you need to get out of this relationship, blah, blah, blah. So like really public stuff going up against this guy, attacking his wife, really just ruining his image and ultimately hurting his family because he has kids too. So that was pretty recent. So when I see Sean crying about people bringing up family stuff, it's like, did you not just do that to one of your coworkers a few weeks ago? I don't like how that sat with me. Yeah, no, that's definitely... Yeah, it's definitely an interesting situation. I don't know enough about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't see what Sean says. I know people don't like him and I, I know some people love him. Because he just kind of speaks his mind, um, and that's why I think it was so surprising to see that episode where he got so vulnerable, just because he is such a kind of hard head most of the time. But I don't follow. I didn't even know who he was until he fought for that belt. So I'm not a huge UFC follower in terms of like understanding every one of these. Like I know the big names. I watch big cards. I don't know who's upcoming in the division, but like I watch more. UFC than the average person for sure. That's fair. That makes any sense. I think, yeah, Strickland. I just an interesting way to sell a fight three weeks before a pay per view main event. You kind of break character and really just show everyone your vulnerable side. It was just interesting timing for me. 
you can clearly see I'm not much of a Strickland fan, so I hope uh, Drick is yeah, I could tell. Wipes the floor with him, to be honest. I think, do you think Strickland's going to absolutely dominate him? Okay. I know. I said, you you got to get to that event and watch it. Do you think Strickland's going to dominate him? No, I think Strickland, I hope, I hope Strickland gets his ass handed to him. He beat Adesanya, didn't he? He did beat Adesanya. Yeah, that's That was a a very weird fight because, like, Adesanya just looked like timid. Like, he is the most scared I've ever seen Adesanya look. Like, that's because Strickland was so calm. Yeah, I I don't think he can do that twice and win. But again, this is a lot of talking out of emotion, not necessarily facts. But I do like to see. I would like to see DDP knock out Sean Strickland. I don't even know who the other guy is. Oh, he's nasty. He's uh, South African. He beat Robert Whitaker, who's a guy that's fought Adesanya a few yeah, times and lost him. Yeah, so he knocked him out. Everyone thought that was like a major, major upset. And then he was supposed to fight Adesanya because they're both African. Remember, they were like yelling at each other in the ring for a little bit. Um, he got hurt. And so then Strickland was fighting Adesanya and then Strickland won. So this is kind of like the makeup fight. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And that's in how many weeks? I think a week from, I think two weeks from today, Jan 20th. So. I'll be yeah, in it. It's going to be a movie, dude. It's going to yeah, be. I'll be there. It's going to be UFC, then the All Star Game, like a week oh, yeah. later, two weeks later. Yeah, and then Super Bowl too. Like it's just for sports fans, Canadians. Like this is just a big time of year. Yeah, it is. It's a huge time of year. Yeah, huge I do want to talk a little bit about the NFL playoffs. You know, you said you don't watch a lot of football, but. If you don't watch a lot of football or, or you're a casual fan, I think we're in store for one of the biggest NFL playoffs in recent memory. There are like eight teams right now that you can argue can make it to and win the Super Bowl. Four in the AFC, four in the NFC. It's just it's nuts right now. You got the Chiefs. You know They're not looking good, but you never know. With the Chiefs, they can just shock everyone and make it to the Super Bowl and no one would be surprised. The Bills, you remember we were at uh, Real Sports? And the Bills lost that game on the field goal to the Broncos. Everyone yeah. thought their season was over after that field goal debacle. And now, you know, they might win their division and they're probably the hottest team going into the playoffs. Then you got Baltimore, you got Give Miami. Like, you want the Bills to win the Super Bowl? Give me the Bills. Okay, I like it. I like it. Josh Allen's a dog. It's funny, Stephon Diggs isn't doing anything. Remember, we drafted him in fantasy. He's done nothing this year. But the Bills are playing lights out without him. Oh, I didn't even look at my fantasy lineup. I don't even know what happened in that. I drafted him for you because I was like, like, he had a good start to the year, but I think I saw a thing in like two months, Diggs hasn't gone over 100 receiving yards and the Bills are playing insane. So it is a great pick to take the Bills right now. I'm sticking with Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson is just, he's having one of those years and that team's clicking on all cylinders, offensively, defensively. They just added a running back. I think I think this is Baltimore's year. I'll lock it in officially on this podcast. Baltimore's winning the Super Bowl. What about the Dolphins? What about Tyreek? I'm just taking that thing for 200 yards every night. They're nasty, but they've they've lost a lot of players on defense recently. A lot of season-ending injuries. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Ramsey's hurt. Uh, Chubb's hurt? Jalen Phillips. Yeah, so they lost last like some guys last week, the week before, so... I don't know if they have the defense to win a Super Bowl right now, but like you said, if Tyreek's putting up 200 yards a game, doesn't even matter how good your defense is. 
He's like an Austin Dude. Matthews type player to put him in your world. Pappy. Pappy. He's, he's like the Pappy, I guess, of the NFL. That's a good uh, uh, comparison. Okay. So he's like the offensive threat, touchdown threat. Yeah. Like he before he got hurt, he was on pace to break the record for most receiving yards ever. And it's like this guy will catch a ball for 10 yards and then run 80 yards down the field. And no one can catch him. He's cheetah, right? He is like cheetah because he's cheetah. so fast. I love it. I like that. So that's Did like those are probably the four teams in the AFC, right? Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens. You're saying Bills. I'm saying Ravens. I'd love to see that game. That would be an insane game. Yeah, I feel like it's the Bills year. I'm feeling it. I was in Buffalo. Had some Buffalo wings this year, last year. <laughs> and um, they're closest to Canada. So let's let's go out there and flow. If they have a home playoff game, would you be down to go? No. You want to drive down to Buffalo? I'd love to. Absolutely not. I absolutely not. I wanted to go this week. They're playing Miami. I thought it was in Buffalo. You know how crazy that border would be? Dude, I did, it. I did it last so year. Insane. I did it. A, a, a playoff game? Yeah, I went I went to the Bills Bengals divisional <coughs> excuse me, divisional round. Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. Yeah, I bought like tickets not, like two days before. I'm not a big enough NFL fan to leave my house to go watch a game in the stadium. Oh, it was it's awesome, man. Too much chaos for me. It's chaos. But it's like I just can't chaos. I just couldn't do it. I'd be like, oh, like I would have to I would invested. I'm not invested enough into the either team to the that's fair, but it's, you're and more I'm just, you're not, not there not for drink, random. You're the drink. So it's like, What's that? and I don't drink. So it's like, yeah, that could sway. Drinking environment for sure. for sure. Everyone's just going to be wavy. Everyone's going to be, it's just not my scene. I don't think. Yeah, it's also minus 15 when you're sitting in the stands. Yeah. I think, that. I think the flat screen lean back on the couch with some nachos would be a better call. No, just as someone who's not a big football fan. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. We talked about the AFC. You can't forget. You go look at the NFC too. The 49ers are just loaded. Absolutely loaded at every position. They lost to the Ravens, but I don't think they're worried about that. You got the Eagles who made it last year. Jalen Hurts, who's a dog. The Cowboys, who are kind of like the Leafs of the NFL, where... They look nice in the regular season every year. Everything's clicking offensively, but I do think there's something special about that team. And then the Rams. Can't forget the Rams. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. They won it two years ago. Like We're in for a very exciting playoffs, I believe. I'm amped. Did you have a game for me? An NFL game? NFL game for you to watch? So you said you had oh, a game. Play. Well, I think in the spirit of the NFL playoffs... Chippy, you've stated before you're you watch the sport, but you're not you know the biggest NFL fan. So I do want to play. A game I don't watch. To- like I watch zero. Like I watch zero games. I'm trying to gas you. You had a fantasy team though. That's that's big. I had a fantasy team. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't Did you win that league. Do you know. I didn't even. I haven't even opened the app since week one. I mean, I from what I remember, I think we drafted a pretty good team, but I guess we'll see. Should I check? Check after, because okay. I do want to play this. As you see it on Inside the NBA, they do with Charles Barkley, who he played for. We're doing who he played for NFL edition. I'm gonna name you five NFL players. All you need to do is tell me what team they play for. 
You like the sound okay. of that? Okay. That's All right, we're going to start with an easy one. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry? Running back. Yeah, I know who Derrick Henry is. I know who he is. I'm just trying to think of the team right now. Um, Derrick Henry. I know it's like a it's a dark jersey. Is it the is it Seattle? It is the Tennessee is it, Titans. Tennessee Titans. I knew it was the same color jersey. I knew it was, it was dark. I, knew, I was like, you can't hear the right Titans. track. I knew it was the right Titans. Track. I literally knew. I just I knew the color of the jersey. Okay, right, know, number two. Mike Evans. Mike Evans plays for the jersey's red. I know that. Mm-hmm. And he plays for the Buccaneers. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Thank you. Tampa Thank Bay you. Buccaneers, Mike Evans. All right, I'll give you another one. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, he's on uh, He's on the Giants, right? He is on the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I don't even know who Jamar Chase is. Well when you when you said his name, I'm like, okay, that sounds like you know you know who it is. You know that kind of thing. No, I wouldn't even know what position he plays. All right, I'll give you a, a name you know, but a man who's been around the league, Odell Beckham Jr. I saw who he was playing for the other day. OBJ. It was like a random team. I was surprised he was on them. Cleveland? He was on Cleveland. Okay, give me another guess. Two years ago. So that's he two two years ago he was on Cleveland. Yeah, he's on some other team now. He's same division. He's not on the Giants. He's not on the Giants anymore. No. Um the team he's on is in the same division as Cleveland, if that helps. Doesn't help. Really doesn't help. Like, is. It was like a random team. Like, is he on Buffalo? He is on the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore. That's who it was. It started with a B. I knew it started with a B. Like, oh, random. Was, yeah. like, they're pretty, pretty hype, I'd say. We'll do one. We'll do one more for you here. Hmm. Let's think about this one. Dak Prescott. He's on Dallas. Yes. Cowboys. That was quick. Give me another one. Give me another one. I'll give you another one. Okay. Uh, Okay. So I want someone that like, you'd be like, yeah, I know who that is. But then also like, maybe I don't know who that is. No, give me someone I know who that is. You want a lob? Just give me someone that I know. Like, I don't need Justin Herbert. Like Aaron Donald. Well, he was on the Chargers. What is where right? is he now? Where is he now? I can't answer that. Where Aaron is he now? Donald. Aaron Donald. He's on the Chargers. He was never on the Chargers. Was he never on the Chargers? <laughs> he was never on the Chargers. Aaron Donald. Well, okay, Aaron Donald. I know what team. Like I know. The problem with me, I just don't know like the name of these teams. Like you know colors, like you seem to know what color jerseys these guys have. Yeah, yeah, I know what color jersey he has on, like, and I do know what team Aaron Donald was on, like. 
He won the Super Bowl two years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's Made what I'm the saying. Super Bowl, like, I know. Lost to the Patriots. Um, one sec. Rams. That was your hint. Boom. It is the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, same thing. What I see, Chargers and Rams are the same team, bro. Same city. It's the same team. team. It's the same team. I mean, their fans would disagree. The Chargers are a joke. They just fired their coach. They've been mediocre forever. The Rams, I'd say Rams are a sleeper team to make a run this year in the playoffs. I mean, if I say that about enough teams, eventually one will hit, right? So, Exactly. 3%, 50%. Yeah, 50%. We could do a hockey one next time. That's about right. You try to get me. Try to get me with some hockey. Let's do one right now. Let's do one right now. Okay. It's time for who we play for NHL edition. All right. You have to guess what team this NHL player plays for. Mark Shively. Do you still play for the Jets? Correct. Okay. I was like, did he get traded? It's a good one. Uh, Adrian Kempe. Uh, the Ducks. Uh, you don't. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I've heard that name. I feel like I just watched the game the other day. He was. Oh, uh, the Kings. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, at least play. Okay, yeah, California. I knew he's a California team. All right. Okay. 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 Good. 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 Okay. I'm gonna go. Nazem Kadri. Oh, my boy, Calgary. My boy. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. Good. Muslims in the league, man. I rate, I rate that guy. Okay, I'm going to go Matty Beneers. Uh, oh, um, Kraken. Nice. Good, oh, good. See, like, people good, sit good. there and, oh, Prince doesn't know hockey. Prince knows a little bit, a little bit about hockey. Good. Um... I'm gonna go with obscure names, uh, like a young guy. I'm not good with the young guys, mind you. Bo Horvat. Is he still with the Canucks? I'm gonna say Canucks. Yeah, he's still. Oh, he's not. There. Okay. All right. No. Uh, okay, I was a little cocky there. Uh, Horvat. 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 I'm gonna say Nashville. Ooh, er, Prince doesn't know. Am I getting hockey. geographically? Am I getting further or closer to where he plays from Vancouver yeah, to Nashville? Where he plays? There's three, like three teams in that exact same area. California Sharks. No. What, what, three Islanders. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was like three yeah. teams in California, three teams in New York, 50-50. We'll go there. We'll go there. Okay. Okay. Let's do one more. These are fun. These are going to get clipped up. These are fun. Yeah, this is fun. Let's go. Let's go. Owen Tippett. <laughs> played against him growing up. I played against him. <laughs> So he's locally, well, locally sourced. Uh, Arizona? Uh, 
Tony Tippett. That name's like familiar, right? Like he should. Um, I don't think he plays for a Canadian team. I'm just thinking out loud here. Unless I just uh, Buffalo. Mm. No, that's the there's another Owen on Buffalo, right? Yeah, Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers. Okay, they're just their their game was literally on TV an hour ago. I was looking at it, and I that's hilarious. But okay, let's go. We'll do one more. Yeah, I need I need a, I need a, I need to end on a good one here. Okay, this is fun. Logan Cooley. Oh, Arizona. Okay, well I didn't. Th- okay, let me redo that. Let me do another one. That one's too easy. That was way too well, easy. I, I, from betting, I, I know that name. Okay, well let me let me give you one more here. Let's do. Patrick Line. Ooh. Fortnite guy. That's like the first thing that comes to mind is he's a Fortnite guy. Uh, Fortnite guy for sure. He's definitely. Wait, oh, oh no, I think balls. we talked about because you he plays with a guy that you know. Columbus. Right? He plays with your boy. Yeah. Yeah. Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, I, remember, I feel like we've talked about him. Plays with Fantilli. Plays with my guy, Fantilli. Yep. Shout out yep. Fantilli. Shout out to Fantilli. Sniper. I like these game, game segments. Yeah, the games are lit. And I hope if you're watching or listening, you didn't fast forward ahead. You played along. Maybe you knew him faster than we did. If you if you guessed every single player in the NFL and every single player in the NHL correctly, comment down below or respond. And let me know, and I'll send you something. Shout out all the listeners. Shout out all the viewers. This is our first episode of the new year, episode four. We talked about this prior. I was going to wait till the new year to start. This would be one. No, let's start right away. This is episode four. So if you're a new listener, welcome. If you're an old listener, welcome back. I appreciate you all tuning in every week, leaving some positive feedback. The clips are doing really well. Shout out Gabe, the editor, for making those up. Shout out, shout out to Gabe. He's been, he's been putting in work with these clips. So follow Prince Huda Picks on Instagram, on TikTok, Prince Huda Sports on TikTok. YouTube, everything's in the corner there. If you're watching, if you're listening, you know where to find us. But only follow Prince. Appreciate you all. Yeah, follow only Prince. Follow Prince. No, follow Chippy too. I mean, he's only at six hundred thousand. You know, I think he could do a little bit better. Follow him no, too. Only follow Prince. Again, appreciate you all for watching. Appreciate you all for listening. Subscribe for weekly episodes every Monday, and Coach Chippy and I will see you yeah. next week.